Welcome to the Survive HR Podcast. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date on all things human resources and sometimes life. Brought to you by two co-hosts who rarely agree on anything. We promise an insightful time filled with a bit of education and a lot of laughs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Survive HR. We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. Steve, how are you? Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm glad you got the name of the show right. Yeah. Survive HR. I did. I said it right. It's fine. It's we have a very important topic to talk about today. This isn't funny. Well, all of them are. All our topics are important. That's not true. We just recorded an episode the other day about funny interview topics. And by the way, I get a lot of feedback on that episode. I've personally started to use some of those questions. And the other day I was interviewed for a podcast, not our podcast. I was interviewed for another podcast and they used the damn penguin question against me. <laughs> you guys remember the penguin question? Chris, Chris and Perry here, by the way, guys. Hi, <laughs> Chris and Perry. <laughs> I, I, remember the, um, I remember the pizza question there was a pizza question steve's answer was so dumb it was such a (laughs) bad answer you don't remember the penguin question the penguin question was what do you do if a penguin walks into your office right now wearing a ball cap like what do you do what's your dress code policy (laughs) (laughs) steve took it to a baseball game yeah, I mean, why, why not? Like <laughs> Steve's like, better. Steve's is like, I guess if it's wearing a penguin, if it's wearing a baseball cap, it probably wants to go to a baseball game. <laughs> I took the approach that it was a real penguin, like not a cartoon penguin, like from you know, what is that? What is that old movie that had penguins floating around, like uh, Mary Poppins or something? Yeah. Um, and uh, but I took it for like a real penguin. I was like, well, if a penguin walked into my house chances are pretty strong that one of my kids did it. So I probably have to call animal control because I hear penguins could be mean. <laughs> we went on and on and on. But anyway, they used the darn question against me. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. But Chris and Perry, our trusted attorneys, are here to talk to us about the ever-changing world of COVID. Chris and Perry, I so hope this is our last, our last podcast on this topic, but I don't think it's going to be. Um, well, anyway, hot off the press, and we're, we're publishing this episode ASAP, so there's not going to be a blog associated with it, but hot off the press, CDC comes out last Thursday, so it's Monday the 17th, this is Thursday the 12th, they come out on Thursday the 12th, and they're like, hey, everyone who's been vaccinated, burn your mask, um, and that's wonderful and fabulous for those that have been vaccinated, except it really kind of put employers into this like massive tailspin. Like, oh my goodness, how do I do this? What do I do? Now I'm going to create like these two different groups within my business. How do I do that? How do I do it legally? Oh, by the way, some states are saying, hold up, that's not our rule. And some states have said long ago, I don't really care about masks. Like the state of South Carolina, Governor McMaster came out weeks ago and said, we're not going to mandate masks. So Chris and Perry, 
Give us a very quick overview, if you will, of this new CDC guidance. And then I want to talk specifically about what employers are supposed to do now. The only thing that the CDC did was say that if you've been vaccinated inside, outside, you don't have to wear masks anymore. I think their exception were prisons and one other place, which right now I'm not remembering the other like health, place. Healthcare and like nursing homes. Oh, nursing home. Yeah. So um, what it means for employers is that if they want to implement a policy which no longer requires their employees to wear masks, um, if they've been vaccinated, then they can. Um, unless, obviously, it's a place where masks are still required, such as a residential facility um, or any other place. So in that situation, the CDC's guidance for those that were unvaccinated did not change. They still have to wear masks. They still have to follow all the things. And if you look at the CDC webpage for um, the unvaccinated, one of the five bullet points is go get vaccinated. Um, and so an employer right now can have two different sets of uh, rules about the mask and social distancing um, distinguished upon the people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated. Yeah, the, the one of the things I wanted to ask about uh, Chris and Perry, um, you've got really three three things I think you got to kind of triangulate. One is the new is the CDC guidance. You've got the um, OSHA requirements, okay, which have and, not been updated, not been yeah. updated yet. Um, they they have not been updated, and now my mind is going blank. There was a third one that. Um, uh, that we have as well that, that I, I think is important. And now I've just lost my train of thought. I apologize. But um, uh, it's making help me if you can think of it. But there's there's three areas that we've got to, uh, to look at. And, and, you know. Well, any state or local legislation, because I know there's a lot of pending legislation out there. Yeah, yeah, there is. So how do you, how do you, how do you, how do all those fit together? Look, well, can, so I, can, can I ask a question that just piggybacks on that? Because I think it'll help answer that. Like one of my biggest concerns, Steve, when I try to like triangulate state, CDC, gov government, like all the things, right? Like when I try to figure out how this all works together is I think there have to be distinctions drawn about who makes the rules. Mm -hmm. Right. So and that has been honestly this entire pandemic. I have struggled with. I don't know who makes the rules. So we've always like the approach we've always taken is CDC is king, followed very closely by, you know, so CDC rules as the minimum. And then if states and municipalities have stricter guidance, we follow the stricter guidance. That's the way we've managed it. The issue is states and municipalities have lifted the stricter guidance and the CDC has not. So it's going opposite the way I need it to go to work in the framework that I have established for myself. So Steve, your point? Yeah, the other one was the, the state, in, at least in South Carolina and there's other states as well, the safe harbor provision that kind of links in. So how do all those those three things, you know, OSHA, the CDC, and the safe harbor, at least in South Carolina, 
How does that all fit together right now as you see it? I'd like for Perry to hit the safe harbor, but I'll hit what I decide or what I think about OSHA. You know, the OSHA um, 3990 guidance about um, how you get your workplace, um, you know, how you keep your workplace safe for, from COVID. And then all of its enforcement guidance thereafter says you follow OSHA guidance and CDC guidance. And CDC guidance has just been updated. And so we follow that. Um, and my thinking about who makes the rules, OSHA's the one that can cite you. OSHA's the stuff that, you know, is going to be the problem for you, the, the most imminent, the most current, the most, you know, the, the quickest. So follow OSHA. OSHA says follow CDC as well as OSHA. So that's my thinking on that. But I really want to hear what Perry has to say about the safe harbor rule that just passed in South Carolina. Yeah, so South Carolina did pass uh, legislation uh, COVID liability, immunity, South Carolina COVID Liability Immunity Act, and m many states have passed similar legislation. And basically what those, the majority of those laws say is that if businesses adhere to public health guidance with respect to uh, safety in the workplace, uh, with respect to COVID-19, then um, they are immune from claims from employees and third parties that the business um, you know was negligent or, or did not act carefully enough and in the South Carolina law it says that um, businesses um, that operate consistently with applicable public health guidance and, and that's all it says and going back to, to Kelly's question I guess uh, the, the CDC as far as public health guidance is, is, is sort of the gold standard and, and even though CDC doesn't directly apply to employers directly, um, as Chris mentioned, OSHA directs you to the CDC. So we're all sort of circling back to the CDC guidance, which makes last Thursday's announcement uh, so critical. Okay, I have a question. So this is, this is where HR people, and I don't know, maybe it's just me who's lost. Public health guidance, defining public health guidance as the CDC and OSHA makes sense. I know where to go. I know where to look, right? But when you have a governor of a state coming out and saying masks are ridiculous or whatever he said, and like, I'm not trying to make this political. I'm just saying it's challenging when I have a state official who is respected saying, you don't have to do this. And then as an employer trying to trying to understand what to follow. And, and it's gotta be equally as confusing for the employees that we serve in, in our businesses because they're hearing, well, my kids don't have to wear masks in school. Teachers don't like, you know, all the things, but at the same time, it's, it's just extremely confusing. And as an employer, you're trying to always protect your employees. That's the goal, protect, your employees. Um, so obviously CDC has been the public health guidance, but how do you, how do you, per, like, how do you manage through that? Like, what do you follow? Yeah. And one of your, one of your, your, your point is well made in that I was out of town last week. I was on vacation. I was in Hilton Head. So that's across the other side of South Carolina. For those of you that aren't in South Carolina, that's all the way on the other side, you know, at the lower part of the state. And so last week when I left, you know, we would go to restaurants and things at night and 
everybody was wearing their their mask and then you'd sit down and take your mask off the waitress the, the the servers the the people that were cleaning the tables all that had their mask on well when we by sunday when we left we went into one of the same restaurants we had been in before um the CDC changed its guidance and the, the governor made some the statements and things like that. So yesterday morning we went in and there probably, we probably saw maybe 2% of the people that came into the restaurant wearing a mask, none of the servers and none of the, t uh, the, 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 the folks inside the restaurant were wearing masks. So, you know, words do make a difference to, to your point. Well, they do. And it's just very confusing from when you're trying to put policy in place. And then you're, you know, in order to gain credibility with your own team members to say, you know, if you're not vaccinated, I need you wearing a mask. And, and other people who are authority figures are saying, eh, you know, you may not need one. If you want to wear one, wear one. But that's not what the guidance is saying. It's very complicated. Yeah, one of the things, though, and I would throw this out to, to, uh, you know, Chris and Perry as well. But in my mind, okay, and this is just my mind working, you've got, we've had a vaccination process in place since certainly the early part of the year. We, you know, everybody that that um, wants to now from the age of, I don't know, at least 16 up can get- 12, uh, 12. 12. Okay, so yeah, it keeps moving. So 12 up can get vaccinated. And, so, and, and, and uh, you know, we've gotten probably, but I don't know, it's hard because a lot of folks have actually had COVID and been vaccinated, but probably let's say 150 million people, you know, either had the had COVID and had the antibodies or have now uh, had. So that's about a third of the population, maybe a little bit more than a third. But at what point? I mean, you know, do we just I mean, do we just say, OK, People that have had it, great. You can't get it. Yes, you may be able to, to carry it and give it, but you, you can't get it. Or really, or the symptoms may be very mild. The rest of you that decided not to, you assume the risk. And you've, you've assumed the risk. And, and we're not going to be liable as an employer. And we're not going to have to do anything special for you out of the ordinary if you get it. I mean, when does that occur or is that now? Look, I think... As far as not doing anything special for them, that is now. But I don't think requiring them to comply with the CDC guidelines and wear a mask is special. Um, you know, so if you didn't extend your FFCRA benefits, you know, you don't have to let them use FFCRA if they have to quarantine. If they have to quarantine, it's to protect other people. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm with you that there have been enough vaccinations around that at this point, it kind of is on them. And um, the only reason that an employer is still requiring masks for and, and social distancing for those who have not vaccinated is because um, they don't want to get cited by OSHA for an outbreak. Um, it's not employee driven. I mean, I completely agree with you that at this point, the employee's making a personal choice. And I think at some point it becomes like the flu shot where if someone gets sick, they just have to go home and use their sick leave if they've got it. Yeah. What do y'all think? I, mean, I think, well, so guys, I might have a little bit of a different opinion on this because the COVID vaccine is not known to be 100% effective, right? 
So you just saw all the Yankees come out with um, a bunch of COVID and they all got the Johnson and Johnson shot, right? So it's not known to be 100% effective. And it's also known to be a disease you can carry or a virus you can carry asymptomatically, right? So I, as someone who got vaccinated, shouldn't get COVID from someone who chose not to be. And like, I feel, I feel pretty strongly about that because I think it is about, it's also about protecting people who are vaccinated. You know, look, a lot of people can, a lot of people might have very personal decisions to not get vaccinated. And I really respect those. Like, I think that's okay. But I also think that there's, there's a degree of, of accountability you have to have with masking for right now until the COVID numbers are so low that it's not required anymore um, by you know medical guidance. But it is, I, I still really struggle with that because you know we're still seeing COVID. Like we're still seeing, it's not like the flu, which has a, has a seasonal taper. We're still seeing cases. Which is yeah, why and I think most of the, uh, and I was just gonna say, I think most of the businesses that I've talked to are, are still doing that, Kelly. I mean, I think most of the businesses that I've talked with have said, okay, for now, um, the, the CDC says that if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And so we will implement that in our workplace. But for those of you that um, have chosen not to get the vaccine for whatever reason, for the time being, um, we will still require masks. Um, and I think it's for all of the, the reasons that have been uh, mentioned. I think there is probably some concern among those who have been vaccinated. There's probably some employer liability concerns, but I think as of today, as of this snapshot in time, that's probably one of the most reasonable approaches that, that you can take to it. I would agree with Perry. I want to jump in here. I think following the CDC is what's required. And we've been doing that the whole time. And so there's two sets of rules. Um, and, you know, those who are vaccinated didn't have to be quarantined, but those that are due, and you, if you didn't extend the FFCRA, like I said, then you're on to your normal stuff. I just think it's really important to point out that when you made the comment about the Yankees, us being, you know, in the South, that you were talking about the, the baseball team. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yes, I mean, the just baseball team. Just want to be safe up in the here. Bronx Ballers. We are an HR podcast. The New York Yankees. Yes, I was. Oh my goodness! Yes, you were casting shade on the folks from the north. You being one of them. Okay, so one, I grew up thirty minutes outside of Yankee Stadium, so I am a Yankee fan, and I refer to them as my home team, the New York Yankees, who got COVID. So <laughs> whatever. Look, I want to respect, I want, like, you know, I think a lot of employers have toyed around with the concept of mandating vaccination or not mandating, not mandating vaccination. I certainly, um, and I know as my employer, we certainly want to respect people's rights to vaccinate or not vaccinate. Um, but I do think that following the CDC guidance and if there's more local guidance that is stricter, is the right decision for employers. Um, now, one question for Chris and Perry. What is your thought on what, like, how do you validate that someone has been vaccinated? 
Do you have to? Are you a workplace that needs to? I think, you know, the EOC has said you can always ask an employee if they're vaccinated and you don't violate the ADA as long as you don't get into big discussions around why and get them talking about any sort of medical conditions. But I think you have to evaluate whether you're a workplace that wants to. And if you're a workplace that doesn't have a lot of up close work where people can pretty much keep their distance, I don't think you should. But the, if you are a workplace where people have to work near each other, like in manufacturing or such, and you're not going to be able to generally keep your distance, maybe you do. Yeah, I mean, I think one, I, I agree with that. I think one reason that I've heard cited, which I think is is valid, is that um, if, if, if you don't require any proof, then, you know, and, and if you're just going on the honor system and you've got two separate rules, you know, isn't every employee going to say, hey, I'm vaccinated, um, so they don't have to wear a mask. And so there could be some reason to do it just to sort of um, prevent that type of abuse of, um, of, of the system. And, and there's only so, so far that you can go, even if you do require proof of it. I mean, you can certainly require them to show a vaccination card, but, um, you know, there's always, you know, individuals out there that could, uh, you know, game the system with that. Can I, can I ask you like a crazy one-off question? So like what happens if you work for the South Carolina state government where they were told that they would not, they would never have to show proof of a vaccination passport? Can they? Like, what if an HR team working for a one of the departments wants to do it? Like, is there is there a liability at that point? Maybe that's an offside question. Different podcast, different day. Y'all do. I think that's okay. interesting, though. I think that's interesting. I'd love to hear um, everybody's thoughts on that. But if a state agency HR decided to do it, and the state had said you never need to do it, I don't think that's a legal thing. Um, and like I just think about agencies that like state agencies that work with like vulnerable medical populations, right? So like agencies that work with tiny itty bitty babies or, you know, elderly aging employee, like aging, the aging population, like, you know, the state said, this is, this does not have a place here, but what are you doing? I don't look, that's, not this podcast, but it's definitely been on my mind because I have struggled with understanding who wins, right? Like whose words win. Um, and I think we're right in saying that the CDC and the local health ordinances win. I guess one question I would ask from to you, Kelly, actually, because you're the one that's out there day to day and and you know there's there's obviously larger workforces than the one you have, but I would think that going through the mind of HR people is how am I going to enforce this if I put this into place? I mean, yeah. then you become the police. I mean, you're out, you're out trying to police this or have managers police it who frankly aren't going to want to most of them. I mean, it just seems like the practicality of it um, to say, okay, you're supposed to wear a mask. You're not supposed to wear, I mean, it's no different. Know. It's no different than mass policing, right? So as employers, we've had to go through this over the last year. Like mask policing was a thing, right? Is this six feet? Is that six feet? I mean, I went, I remember going out with the ruler and with the tape measure and being like, this is not six feet. Um, just because I think, but it's, it's the same thing. 
it's the same thing, uh, which Steve, but it seems like three feet. It's three. Well, it was six feet. It used to be six feet. Um, anyway. Um, all right. So for our HR listeners, bottom line, CDC, OSHA, if there are any states that have even stricter guidance, those are the rules you follow. And that's the safest way to operate. Fair, Chris Perry. Chris, give me a thumbs up. Chris, they can't see you on the podcast. Yes, fair, <laughs> fair. I was exuberantly putting up my thumb. I agree. <laughs> Perry, you're good? Yeah, I agree. And look, I remain my position that I do think people have the right to choose to get vaccinated or not. And I do think that people um, will see people continue to get vaccinated and you'll see some people choose not to, and that is their right to do. Um, but I, as a Survive HR list, as a Survive HR host, um, very much encourage our population to get vaccinated. Hey, you know what I encourage? I encourage everybody to use Hainsworth Sinkler Boy <laughs> law firm. That's what I encourage everybody to do. There and, we get, have, and get vaccinated, right, Steve? And, and get, get vaccinated. Yeah, and we, get vaccinated. And get vaccinated. But I appreciate uh, you guys uh, coming on to do this uh, special, um, you know, edition show. I guess since uh, you know, since this uh, has all happened. Emergency show. We call it the emergency show. show. That's right. The emergency show and sponsoring us. You guys, we really appreciate you, the fact that you are our, uh, our platinum sponsors on this show. So thank you. Yes. Absolutely. Well, we love, yep. Perry and I really enjoy um, having these discussions with you all. So, and um, we learn, we learn from it too. It's, it's so thank you for um, including us in it. Thanks guys. Bye now. Bye. If you like our podcast, please rate us and share our podcast. Our hope is to help this already busy community of business leaders learn a little while laughing along the way.